Hello, welcome to Reaction Shots for February. Uh, to this this month, we are talking about B movies, and ironically, maybe not ironically, also mentioning the Oscars because um, <laughs> they're happening. We're joined by the Folkmans, Nick and Max. Hello. Hi. How are you guys? Great. And of course, illustrious co-host Michael Hello. Huber. Hi. Hello. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourselves. What uh, you guys love movies? Yeah, you told me you love B movies. We do. So we brought you in. We came out to Hollywood to work in film and try to do screenwriting and directing for a while. Still and trying to do that. But then we got <laughs> hired to write video games, so we've been doing that for a few years. We're running a comic right now that we can't talk about. No. And we just wrote on a video game we can't talk about. Nice, yeah. nice. And we also host a podcast about storytelling and video games, where we talk to other developers and writers about storytelling that's called script lock script lock yeah cool i've heard it's very good it is <laughs> we've been doing it for two years now we just had an episode with ollie moss the art director on firewatch yeah and alex alex Nike, who uh is a ui and character concept artist at night dog so your podcast great. is better than ours yeah no it's more niche than yours <laughs> well it's way more it's inside way more inside baseball, baseball. <laughs> yeah well we don't mind that uh what video games have you written that you can talk about Massive Chalice Massive is our Chalice, first one. Yeah. Skullgirls Mobile, which we're still doing, I think. And <laughs> Little Alchemy 2. And a game that is out in beta now, but I don't there's nothing else about it on the internet when I looked it up like a week ago, so I don't okay. know if we can talk about it yet. Let's not risk it. Yeah, don't risk it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's everything so far. Yeah. But the thing we just worked on is awesome. And yeah. is the biggest thing we've worked on so far, but it will hopefully it'll be out. <laughs> We'll have to have you back when yeah. we yeah. talk about yeah. it. But anyway, uh, just to kick things off, let's let's do some real brief. And I know not all of us have seen every single one of the Oscar nominations yet. I've like, never been so behind. Because just like, who cares yeah. about watching The Post? I don't. I do. We saw it. Steven Spielberg. Well, there you go. Meryl right. Streep. Tom then, Hanks. Then who David cares Cross. about watching The Darkest Ho- Hour? Hopefully the three nicest humans on Earth. Hopefully. Yeah, if Tom Hanks or Keanu Reeves turn out to be yeah. shitbags... It's all over. It's all over. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. What, what's going to win Best Picture? Uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Shape you, of Water. Right? Honestly, I, you guys think Shape of Water? I hope. Well, Del Toro should win. He deserves to win. Well, Del Toro's a sweetie pie. It's not my, if you look at Golden Globes, it's like Shape of Water, got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Did it win Best Picture? No. Three Billboards did. Three Billboards did. Yeah. Which I do not think will win Oscar. No. Yeah. They'll probably win something. Screenplay, probably. Or maybe Francis McDormand will win. You yeah. never know what, what's going to win, though. You know, ever since, like, Spotlight took it that one year. And, yeah. And uh, even... Mo- when Crash even, won. Oh, well, God. even when... Even the when Mad Mo- Crash, and, not yeah. the sexy car accident yeah. crash. And when Moonlight took it, too. Remember when Argo won? Did it? Oh, it did no. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. I feel uh, like they're really good at those at spreading it out nowadays. I feel like that's been a recent trend in the Oscars. I, I'm obsessed with the Oscars. I'm sorry. I love the, the Oscars. This year is historic because it has, I think, the most female nominees. Does it? I think so. Nice. And um, more no, or like fewer white men than I can't remember what the stat was. I meant just they like will give best director maybe to Guillermo so oh, he wins yeah, that yeah, yeah, and then sure. like best picture to three right. billboards or whatever so it's you yeah. know they kind of like spread it out I feel like Just, I can't remember the last uh, time a movie really like swept Lord I remember Lord, like, Lord, Lord of the Rings style, Lord of the Rings yeah. really swept yeah, yeah. but uh, just on the third one because they were like retroactively yeah, getting yeah, it for yeah, all yeah. the trilogy um, just so we run them down really quick, the Best Picture nominations, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. 
Uh, I added an of there. Ladybird, I love. I want to see it really badly. Oh, God. Get out my win. It might do the thing where like, it starts sweeping early on. Yeah. Or just because people feel bad about... It not winning anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. I would I would love if Get Out won. I would love it if Lady Bird got something. I, I would love it if Lady Bird got script or director. Mm-hmm. I wanted um, Score to be nominated because John Bryan deserves to be nominated yeah. for Best Original Score. Has so, he never been nominated? No. What? He's never been nominated. Like, for most of... Like, ever... Like, he's got, like, maybe two award nominations for period is career for score never for an oscar or even like a golden globe heavens to betsy wow i just need guillermo to win best director so then i can like watch his speed not worry about it for the rest of my life yeah so yeah, you know you what i mean die, yeah you can die happy it's like okay now he can just just keep making movies not as much pressure like give him this one this is his chance this is his shot i really um you know I, he uh didn't make a commentary track for the first time ever he had a good explanation for it for shape of water because he was like whatever you see you see he's ah. like i'll talk about the movie at events and and movie nights when we play the movie and I, we can do live q a's and stuff but like on the blu-ray no commentary will there be behind the scenes thing yeah there's a ton of behind okay, the scenes stuff okay, yeah that's okay. fine yeah because i like i like so. his process my it was funny because my sister was sad at the end of of Shape of Water. She Dude, like me called me and she was like, I was really depressed. I was like, what? It's a happy ending. And she's like, well, it depends on how you read it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Can we, um, can we spoil some of Shape of Water? We can, but we should warn people first. Shape of Water spoilers. Yeah. Okay, go. Because we have a, we liked Shape of Water. Like, I, I enjoyed it a lot. We have some questions. So, so this is like a, a plot hole, maybe. Okay. So the, the whole thing about the end of the movie is like, she has to go put him in that, whatever you call it. The reservoir. Yeah. yeah. Reservoir. Yeah. Why, Why doesn't she take him to a fucking pier? Yeah, and it throw him in the ocean. Right? Isn't it on, in that the town's on the ocean? Yeah, I. It, like, well, there's something shot. to do with the type of water, no. like, or, or the shape, the shape, the shape <laughs> of the water. Or like maybe because it fills with rainwater. Yeah. So maybe it's like getting it's used the right to mix. something about water. Uh, that's possible. That's I thought that too. I was like, why don't you just walk a hundred feet down yeah, you can and dump him in the ocean? You could see the ocean. <laughs> but, yeah, that was strange. I'm sure there's a reason. I think Boy. it had something to maybe no. I believe him having a reason why he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. because that's this that's CG what they did to make that the reservoir thing because that's oh. not what it looks like in where oh, Vancouver sure. where they yeah. shot that. Yeah, is it ever specified what city it takes place in? I don't remember right now. I think it's on the east coast. I thought it was like Boston, but maybe yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I it's know. around there. Okay, um, but yeah, that is weird. I the, even... the sal the salinity thing is a good. Yeah, maybe sure. theory. Sure, yeah, why they not? Pour in that stuff all the time. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, like maybe she just wanted an excuse to hang out with him longer because he was found in the Amazon. So right, he's found the, like, yeah, a river the Nile, yeah, yeah, or whatever. So, okay, that makes sense. That or not the Amazon. Or, yeah, the Amazon River. Yeah, he wasn't found in the ocean. Right, yeah. the Nile is not in the Amazon. Yeah. Okay, whatever. but good movie. I'd be happy Great if movie. it won. I'd be happy if it won. Ladybird. I haven't seen Phantom Thread or Call Me by Your Name yet. Those are my. Those are my two on the list. Next week. Yeah. We got to go see Annihilation, baby. That's you, the day before my birthday. They're giving away tickets to the comic book shop like near us to the premiere. Really? Yeah. Oh, I want to know how this get, is going to be. Go get some. We're busy that night. Yo, oh. see Phantom Thread. <laughs> Alex Garland, one of the greats, Alex wrote Gar- Enslaved Odyssey of the West. Yes, one of my favorite games. Wrote Dread. Dread, like Dread, is great. He's amazing. Really interested to see how this movie plays out because the, f- the book is so. Have you read the book? Yeah, the what? Yeah, the well, just the first one. I haven't read the next okay, one. Whoa, dude! Yeah, read the next I two. didn't know yeah. that. Southern Reach trilogy, man. Oh, it's so good. It's from I'm, my recommendation, or did uh, you read it before? From Beth. Oh, yeah, she's so read them all. good. I yeah. love all those books. So it's like, Born is good. Too. Can 
Do you think they're gonna do it? That's the thing. It's like, you know? how do you film something that's like yeah. literally unfilmable? Yeah, yeah, yeah it feels unfilmable. Yeah, they said they, they, said said they changed it. They changed yeah. it, and it's meant to be. It's standalone, but it could. They, they could do. If they want to do more, they could do more. But it's meant to be one of its own thing. Which is okay. kind of how the books are. And too, like, already looks of. different because the the husband looks to have a bigger role than what he yeah. is. And he, they're, they're named now. They're pulling a Silent Hill, where like the studio is like, we gotta get some men in here. Yeah, gotta get some men in this picture. Love that cast, dude. Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, hype. Dude, that whole yeah. Oh god, I'm. I hope that yeah. movie's good. Yeah. Do you think he'll do the next two or book two? Would be I think it depends weird. how it does. Because I haven't yeah. read. I haven't read those, so I don't. I don't know. But like, is this just a one and done type thing for him, or do you think? I would love it if they did. He's never done a sequel. Wait, did he do the Twenty Days Later sequel? Or he's produced Twenty Weeks Later. He yeah. was probably involved. I don't know if he. Wrote I don't think he wrote it, it. though. I don't. Think I think he's done interviews talking about how he would want to write more dread movies. Yeah. Oh, I've definitely heard him <laughs> say that. Yeah. Just I say she up for it. The thing, the thing I worry about, and he kind of got away from this, and Dread is a good example too. But like, whenever he and Danny Boyle are together, the third act like totally goes bonkers. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. for in a good way. Like I think Twenty Eight Days Later, I like that. Term. Hated it at first, loved it, but later down the line. But like Sunshine, like oh, the third act. He's also given interviews where he kind of throws his earlier scripts under the bus. Oh really? Like, everything up, to, even Never Let Me Go, he doesn't like. Some yeah. I forgot what the reason was. Get a closer. Even never let me go. He doesn't like, like just like the problem with this movie is this. Yeah. And such I was whatever or the beach. Yeah, the beach dude, which oh. was a beach. adapted from his own book. And it's like one of the worst adaptations I've ever seen. Never seen it. <laughs> oh, it's bonkers. Uh, anyways, God, I hope Annihilation is good. Me too. Post, That's like my most looking forward to it. I don't think it should win. The post, it's like in the '90s, the post would win just like. Spotlight? The entire I feel like wouldn't post, have seen it. I feel like Post and Spotlight are they're so similar. similar. Yeah. They're very similar. And Spotlight just won, so... If the Post had come out during Spotlight, I wanted the Post to win more because <laughs> I like the Post more than Spotlight, uh, but I don't like the Post that much. Yeah. I don't... Enough. Um, they really rushed that movie, I heard, too. You know, they... It's not like it's... It, the rushing didn't hurt it. It's okay. like just made it really quickly. Okay. Cool. Because he like read the script and then within eight months they were shooting that's so crazy yeah no they're shooting in six weeks six they had it out within yeah. eight months that's yeah, for that the was post yeah. Yeah. yeah wow um anyway that's enough Oscar talk whatever just whatever. as long as Guillermo and Roger Deakins bring it home that's my one yeah. that's it yeah. Roger just... Deakins for cinematography would be a yeah that's all we need he's never won yeah no. and he's shot like all the greatest movies ever <sighs> and this wouldn't be like uh like a gimme Oscar, right? Like here, we feel bad for saying like the, all the Departed. Time. Yeah, dude, Departed. Yeah. Departed's all right. Departed sucks. Departed rules. Departed sucks. <laughs> rules sucks. Like it was pretty cool though when Coppola, uh, Lucas, and like Spielberg came on stage to give Marty the award. Marty's yeah. like so short compared to him. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks guys, but you knew he was getting it then. Yeah, you knew. Leonardo- I just mean like he, I think he he has better movies than yeah. The Departed. Leonardo so, like, DiCaprio's best performance of all time. Catch if you can. The Departed. Catch I'm if sorry. you can. What about The Revenant? He, he like eats a no. cow in that or whatever? No. Departed, dude. <laughs> Revenant, you switch Tom Hardy and Leo and that's the better movie. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe Leo is angry. Like Tom Hardy can do angry. You're right. Leo angry is just kind of like, oh, you little scamp. Departed yeah. though, I feel that anger. I feel yeah. that rage. Yeah. <laughs> And the part when a rat walks across the railing at the end, it's like, oh, in case you didn't get it. I know you hate that part. <laughs> I know. The Departed is fine. I don't hate The Departed. Best Mark Wahlberg role? Since this band or whatever. Yeah. There's a guy who, like, you hear, like, nasty stuff about him and you're kind of just like, yeah. 
He's kind of always been a d bag, right? All the money in the world stuff, where he just asked for like a million dollars. And I heard he like donated a bunch back, but after uh, they called him no, out on yeah. it, yeah, because they got caught. It's too yeah. late. Do you see the article about this one? It's like a a smaller actor kept running into Wahlberg on the, the studio lot, and like Wahlberg would just say like, "Hey man, I, was, I think yeah. I was fake." Really? I think that was fake. Okay. Because uh, it sounds so much like he just keeps asking like, hey man, you getting paid? <laughs> That's the thing he would keep saying every time he saw the actor. Who Wait, would, Mark like, Wahlberg would say yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, he would keep getting really like funny. more better like established roles. Like, you getting paid, right? <laughs> that sounds like something he would say. I think um, that's bullshit. The best lies are credible. <laughs> Let's get Mark Wahlberg on the podcast. <laughs> Defend yourself. <laughs> or Donnie. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about B movies. Yeah. So let's first. Uh, not, not the Seinfeld movie. Right. Not the Seinfeld movie. Although a patron had a very funny thing is like, does that count as a B movie? <laughs> to be or not to be? Ha ha. But um, <laughs> anyways, uh, real quick good, history. What? That's kind of a good point. Are there, could there, can a CGI movie be a B movie? Ooh. Yes. Like maybe like it's a Beast Wars. Yeah, like, like the the like the like straight to DVD <laughs> yeah, Terminator so like or like Transformers like ripoff movie that yeah. goes straight to video stores back yeah. in the day. Yeah, absolutely a B movie. Okay, for sure. Uh, but anyway, for those who don't know, B movie the the term kind of comes from the early days of cinema, the golden age, the fifties, when they would have a lot of double features because they want to get you in the theater and they want to keep you there. And the A movie, they weren't really called that, but like the, the main attraction had the bigger names, the bigger money, the bigger everything. And the B movie was just kind of there to fill out the evening, you know? Uh, and it's called the B because it's like the B slot of the, the thing. As time went on and uh, things kind of changed, TV happened, Hayes Code, all that stuff, uh, B movie started to take on more of a kind of less specific meaning. Yeah. Means more like kind of a feel a genre piece like low budget but campy and weird and like you could classify a lot of different things as a b movie nowadays yeah yeah. and that's kind of what we're gonna sort of the through line of this episode is going to kind of be about that about like is this a b movie is that a b movie um but uh tokyo slim patron uh talked about um how the the haze code and like that kind of stuff also had a lot to do with uh the sort of Mer- uh, changing of what a B movie was because the mainline stuff couldn't have nudity, profanity, or any perversion, you know. And uh, B movies kind of could eschew that stuff. Like they could be indie and gross and weird. And so that kind of, that sort of, I would consider uh, emerged into the exploitation kind of movement and that kind of stuff, Grindhouse stuff. We'll talk about all that. But yeah, that's what kind of B movie means in a real quick thing anybody have anything to add broad to strokes yeah very broad strokes very b strokes yeah um yeah i think you nailed it i think okay. i think lower budget and campy are kind of the two big yeah. things that stand out i don't think campy is necessarily not a requirement like b movies can be so many different things now and yeah i think because i was trying to think of it today when we were coming here and lower budget definitely although like what is low budget these days because there's no <laughs> There's Especially, no middle. Right. Yeah, there's no mid-budget movies anymore. It's right. Like a $15 million movie can be a low-budget movie now because that's like the end. And next after that is maybe $50 million. Yeah, there was that weird middle ground where like Fox Searchlight was like the, a thing. And yeah. now it's, yeah, it's just not that anymore. And so I was thinking like it's lower budget and then more uh, sh- a showcase of what the director's 
vision is and not influenced by outside parties as much as yeah, other movies. for sure. And then also, and this is like, maybe less, I'm less sure about this one, but one that is more interested in getting a reaction from the audience in some sure. way. Sure. More so than other movies. Yeah, like there's like an almost interactive element yeah. to a lot of B movies where it's like, like the movie Raw, which I still haven't seen, like they were giving out vomit bags at the theater like yeah i'm not saying it's a b movie but like that kind of gimmick would be there there's a really cool movie called the mask i think not with not jim carrey <laughs> but uh i saw it one time and it was uh, oh man i wish i remember what year is from but um it was very cool there was a there was a mask in the movie that you would put it on and then they would go into these crazy psychedelic sequences but those were like the 3D glasses parts of the movie. Mm. And in the movie, the mask itself would say, put the mask on now. Put the mask so on cool. now. I'm so to down. The, like main character, you like it, like you hear it in your head, you know? Yeah. And that's when you would put on your glasses. Dude, very, very neat. I love, cool. I love stuff like that. Anyway. Bring that back. Uh, what? Bring that back. Yeah. Br- let's remake the mask. I would do it. Combine them. Jim Carrey and that. Oh man. Uh, but the most common kinds of B-movies, uh, especially in the beginning, were westerns. And then in the 50s, you started seeing a lot of sci-fi horror. Uh, why do we think that B-movies are typically genre pictures? Because it's the easiest thing to get like a one-sentence pitch of a movie. Like, the easiest one to get like someone on board is simple genre movies. Instead of, you're not going to make a complex drama into a B-movie. You could, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> it wouldn't work. or It'd be hard to explain to people. Yeah. I think also because, like, the situations in B-movies are usually larger than life, and mm. so they're easier to, to understand. So you're able, able to suspend your disbelief more, and with movies that aren't B-movies, you're supposed to take them more seriously, yeah. quote-unquote. And, yeah, that's what, I don't know where else I'm going with that. So. Well, and it's a funny thing because you get into a strange... It's like a strange dichotomy where... <laughs> These kinds of movies lend themselves to B movies for that reason, but then also to pull them off, you need a certain budget to like do a fantasy planet or whatever. So then you get into like Ed Wood kind of territory where it's like so poorly executed (laughs) that it like gives it this whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But everything was poorly, like you can look at everything back then and think it's poorly executed. Like I don't think they were, they look at it as like this is looks like shit right it's like this is how everything everything else looks and so it wasn't that bad like do you do both of you think can you intentionally make a b movie or can only b movie happen after the movie comes out that's actually that's something that a few people that's a few people have have touched on this and i love this question yeah yeah because like Uh, you can't make the room intentionally right like the room has to come on, on its own the uh yeah, and things like Neil Breen and Birdemic and all of these things where it's like I think I think the difference is with, with Tommy Wiseau and all these things is like there's an earnest, honest effort being made. Yeah. And like the technician just isn't capable of, of hitting their own Like they're vision. making the movie they want to make. Right. And like they I just would. don't realize. Right. Yeah. So Ah, and like people have tried to, I mean, someone else brought this up, but like the easiest example I can think of is Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino with Grindhouse. Planet Terror. Right. Planet Terror, uh, Bulletproof or Death Proof. Uh, 
that that's intentionally trying to do it's more of an exploitation grindhouse kind of deal but it's like similar yeah. where it's like they're doing that but it's also that's what their sensibilities already are right they're not trying to do anything different it's still a, it's a b movie but it's just not like a cult classic b movie right like you can still you can make a b movie just it doesn't matter like it'll come across how it's going to come across to audiences it's 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 revisionist, right? It's it's referential because it's like I, I think about like uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil or yeah. Dale and Tucker versus Evil, Tucker and Dale. Uh, yeah. Like that's that's riffing on horror tropes and then making it a comedy. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead is a little more serious uh, for being a horror comedy or a Cabin in the Woods, but like I think that the horror comedy trope is sort of or like subgenre is sort of like that where it's like intentionally. Make poking fun at these other things and making it funny. Yeah. By that, I wouldn't classify those as B movies necessarily, but also I don't know. I have to check it, but I'm pretty sure Planet Terror and Grind, the entire Grindhouse thing, had a huge budget. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I think so for sure. But like, I remember one of the best bits of Planet Terror is making fun of like how movies would get passed around and reels would be lost, and like there's that part in the movie where like two characters are about to have sex and then it just says real missing yeah. and then it comes back one of the main characters is dead and the whole building's on fire and you're just like all right <laughs> that part that's a good bit that's a funny bit this is somewhat related i don't know if you would if you, either of you seen enter the void yeah uh no i haven't really so, like, i i've wanted to but I've, I've been waiting to see it in theaters oh yeah like i don't <laughs> yeah. is that like a b movie i don't i don't think it is i feel like no it was like it felt high budget. Yeah. It, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. But like we saw that in a theater and then, cause that movie's long too. Yeah. Where yeah. It felt, it feels really it long. Feels long. Yeah. But we got maybe like an hour and a half in and then movie ended. We're like, fuck. Wait, can we swear? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then we're like, all right. All like, right. I guess we're going to go. And like that and felt then, weird. But like, I guess that's it. So let's, let's yeah. go. So then the voice comes over the intercom going, sorry guys. So we got another reel left. Just got to fix the camera right now. We're like, Jesus Christ! There's <laughs> like we thought it could have ended right there, but no, there's still a whole other reel left of yeah. movie left. <laughs> yeah. and it was, and that's probably like a big platter reel, is what they meant. Because yeah. like a reel in a, in the theater is like, like 10 minutes. minutes, but yeah, but yeah. like a platter is you know a good hour or something. That's fine. Oh man, yeah, I love it. I do you want to see a movie that has more stuff spliced out of it though, like like that? Would I want to see yeah. that bit again? Yeah, no, like in Grindhouse. Oh. Where the whole section of movie just cut out. I think it'd be funny. Yeah. But it's like been done, so I don't know. Yeah. I feel like everything's been done though. Yeah. You'd have to find a way to like mess with it in some other way. Do like it your put them out of yeah. order or something. <laughs> yeah. All different movies spliced together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you have to sit through like 10 minutes of a thing. Actually, that happened to me on Netflix. Uh, I was watching, oh, what was it? It might have been Twin Peaks, the original Twin Peaks yeah. or something else. Mm, whatever but uh the i was watching it and the the entire b section so between two commercial breaks was repeated so like you know you watched section a commercial break section b commercial break yeah. section b commercial break section c section c. so it was like an hour and a half or it was like 15 minutes longer than it should have been and like an entire 15 minute chunk was just repeated on netflix so i like actually like wrote to them i was like Hey yo, uh, this episode of this show is borked, like from this time code to this time code is just repeating 
uh, fix it. And then they did. They were Whoa. like, hey, thanks. <laughs> or Lynch wrote you a letter saying, it's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Are they the same? <laughs> like, he shows up at my house. We're watching. Yeah. Um, it's actually scaled in 1%. I don't know why. I just felt like... Do- um, Alexander Zirinov uh, talks about, uh, says that he thinks B-movies are... They can be good, they can be bad, but uh, they don't push the medium forward. They don't, like, change the genre. Do we agree with that? No. I would disagree. Mm. I mean, I think about Sam Raimi and those guys, like, having to, like, half-ass invent Steadicam. Yeah. They're, like, out of necessity for their budgets. They're, like, they have to figure out stuff. Well, I think, like, the truly bad movies, I think, the truly terrible B-movies, I would agree are derivative yeah and i agree in that sense but like independent fringe b movies i think is where you do see some of the crazy iterations it's where you can experiment yeah out of necessity sometimes yeah so maybe like they're experimenting and stuff doesn't work and then it's like a failure but still like they're trying new stuff mm -hmm. and they're probably still experimenting with editing not just like actual production technique yeah like impose what they can get what they can do like fooling the audience the um actually i just remembered something this is a little hopefully this doesn't come off as self-serving but we my friends and i back when i was in chicago we made a b movie intentionally yeah it's called uh i think the legal name now is piranha man versus werewolf man howl of the piranha it's like an (laughs) asylum movie Uh uh-huh it's it's you can get it on dvd released by chemical burn productions or something like that uh i'm in it (laughs) i edited it i performed i did the soundtrack for it in real time I just watched the movie and like made music to yeah. it. Uh, cool. How but, long is it? Uh, like seventy minutes. Like the okay. whole third, like maybe eighty. Like the whole third act is just garbage. But what happened was this guy who lived out here sent some footage to us, and I was I was working with a friend of his, and he was like, "Hey, can you edit this?" And I was like, "Sure." And I edited it together, and he, the guy here thought it would end up being like seventy minutes or whatever. He just yeah. wanted to make a movie. And I cut it down to, like, generously usable stuff. It was, like, 14 minutes. So then we decided just for the hell of it to use that as, like, a flashback and shoot a framing movie around it just for fun. So we intentionally made a B movie. Like, we were trying to make it, like, that, you know. It was fun. Do you get residuals? No. (laughs) Not to my knowledge. (laughs) Somebody might be, but I'm not. Um, Put it in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, what B movie tropes are celebrated today? Like everything the room does. Yeah. Like everything, everything that happens in the room that people love now is like it's become its own thing. So yeah. bad line readings, uh, unconvincing composition, like <laughs> with uh, CGI. Oh, yeah. I feel like gore can be a big part. Yeah. Sure. Just real. Super over the top. Super, like, I think of Reanimator. Yeah. You know, just bodies doing weird things. Oh, the whole Roger <laughs> Corman, like, thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Good practical effects are, like, still, maybe not as publicly celebrated, but everyone's still into it when it, yeah. it's done well like Del Toro keeps like, doing it that's a good like, yeah, point, is yeah. the fly a B movie cause that shit is high budget this, with a good it's kind of like a high crew. class yeah, yeah. yeah. let's just say Cronenberg made like elevated B yeah. movies it has like yeah Cronenberg has the, the characteristics of B movies but he's just so damn good I, <laughs> I actually intended I want to talk about Cronenberg specifically Sweet. because Sweet. like yeah 
his earlier stuff too is like yeah. Uh, what what is the and then like oh like rabid one of his first ones oh yeah where the dude does sex with the girl's armpit yeah disturbing but even like crash and videodrome and like all of them have that in it existence does like yeah. even like you look at the plot of a history of violence mm. that's a b movie plot oh yeah but well dude history of violence very interesting case because i remember going to that movie and i was enjoying it and the person who sit, was sitting next to me hated every second of it like outwardly hating it like going like in the theater which of course i was scandalized like we're all good midwest kids like we we, uh, no public display like what what (laughs) what did they expect right the movie is is like it could it was the violence (laughs) the lack of violence uh like i think that they because that movie is so stylized and bizarre in a lot of ways they just weren't on board with the like way that the lines were being read or like the way the characters are being played and, and I, like accent. Right. And like pretty soon into that movie, you have to get on board or not. And yeah. he never got on board, you know, he just wanted more William hurt. Uh, yeah. He's right. Yeah. He you always want more William hurt. Uh, he got nominated for an Oscar for that. Like his 13 minutes. minutes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He was in it for like, Oh yeah. He's great. <laughs> you know, that's powerful. Didn't Christopher Plummer, uh, Win or get nominated for this year? Yeah, yeah, he did for all, all the, the money, money in the world. world. Mm-hmm. And he's the oldest nominee ever. Oh, I didn't know that. So he used to be the oldest winner for. Is he? Cause... Oh, it's not for Oscars. No, he can't be. Because no. how old for, was what you call it? The Golden Globe or whatever. How old was the guy in um, the Deep Throat from All the President's Men? He was nominated for Sean Penn's movie. Brick. How how he was nominated for Into the Wild. Yeah. Nominated. How yeah, old yeah, was he yeah. when that was? Oh, when that was oh, yeah. exactly. He had to have been older than Christopher yeah. Plummer. I don't know. Because he's old. Yeah. <laughs> love Holbrook. I love he him so same. much. Like the past like 20 yeah. years, he looks exactly the same. I love oh. Holbrook too. His In the Wild performance. Oh. Emotions. He's great in Lincoln too. Yep. They made yep. a sequel? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, Cronenberg and Soderbergh to some extent. Like Soderbergh, I think. Is more he doesn't want to be he's labeled, indie. so he just does whatever he wants to do. Yeah. And he'll yeah. make B movies. Like he side effects oh, yeah. and what did I write down? Side effects and Contagion's like an elevated B movie, but side effects is totally a weird B movie. Yeah, what a fine line indie versus B movie. And Haywire. You know? and Haywire, it, yeah. And it's like Well here's the I feel like dramas will get away with it where they're like, Yeah, no, we're an indie movie, you know, we're well, serious. Here's the thing, Whereas yeah. the horror stuff is always like, eh, it's B movie. That's yeah. we don't take it as seriously. That's an interesting thing because a drama movie doesn't become a B movie unless it's so bad it's hilarious. Dramas just are bad if there would be a B movie. Whereas mm-hmm. a horror movie or a sci fi movie, instead of being bad, is a B movie. But like, you can kind of get away with yeah. it. Yeah. If the room was a, like a good movie like it'd be a straight drama right i guess right? <laughs> instead so, of the uproarious comedy masterpiece yeah, so it's it, it tend to be a drama right so like that's first time like oh wait a drama could be a b movie yeah but that's that's what i mean is like yeah. it's gone so far because yeah. i think that the the most upheld b movies are trying to be serious dramas like i think about like Shyamalan movies like okay so because i got a shine on stuff but when the happening came out he called it what i wrote down the quote what he said quoted yeah. excellent the best b movie you, you will ever see For which he one? said that the happening huh the that's, happening. that's 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 what he was doing press for it I've that's displaying asleep. a higher amount of 
self-awareness than I would expect from M. Night Shyamalan. I've fallen asleep in three movies ever in my life. One of them, I'm sorry, The Nightmare Before Christmas. I apologize. Wow. I was tired. Two, the number 23. I oh, saw that. That is a terrible and movie. And three, The Happening. <laughs> also, <laughs> Chapter 27, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Never saw it. The Happening is the one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Oh. Wait, before we talk about The Happening. Oh. Movies we slept in. I slept in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Only yeah. one happened for me is Sucker Punch. Oh, Sucker Which Punch. I did not expect. It was only so bad. During... It's an awful, awful movie. And anyone who disagrees just likes pretty colors which is yeah. fine but that movie is a narrative disaster yeah. it looks great but i yeah. fell asleep during the subway robot attack thing which is like pointless the one cool scene four. is yeah. the the giant samurai battle yeah. it's pretty cool yeah That's but cool. all of them are some good music yeah yeah that movie is a three minute story yeah like just exp- oh god that proves it's like zach snyder just be a cinematographer right and make music right videos. please please <laughs> Dawn of the Dead and Watchmen, though. Also, this is a weird sidebar. I back him. Watchmen. His Dawn of the Dead, would that be a B movie? Because that's some high-budget zombie action. It's the best yeah. dead movie. Yeah, also, it's probably, like yeah, James Gunn wrote that script, too. James Gunn is hella B movie. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of a weird... <laughs> it's, so, it's such a fine line, again. Like, I think everything's a B movie. Because <laughs> I think of like higher-budget horror movies. Yeah. I wouldn't call The Conjuring or- a horror movie. I wouldn't call Conjuring a B movie. That, this I mean. is the, this is an important distinction in my mind, at least, uh, into exploitation films. Like back in the day, they were movies that had a lower budget, that, um, you know, were targeted directly at a certain audience, and then you could spend you know one hundred fifty thousand dollars on it, whatever, and make four hundred thousand dollars, and it's great. Hey. You know, we pump this out. Double up. It's done. We doubled our money. Everything's a, everyone's a winner. And like, I think that his uh, horror, um, horror has a very interesting, you know, history. But like, the kind of like shock horror stuff kind of stems from that kind of lineage. And I think maybe they they broke away from each other in the fifties, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then exploitation, like intentional, that kind of thing, is what evolved into the Conjuring. Now, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. You could write a paper and, and argue that possibly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like, straight horror, usually not B-movie. Yeah. But like, well, Blumhouse horror is all B-movie because he's made, built a model like, I'm going to spend no more than $15 million on any movie I make right. so that I can get huge yeah. cash back the, if it makes money. But also, if it fails, it doesn't hurt me at all. I'll just drop it because he, right. he makes tons of movies that don't mm-hmm. go anywhere that right. don't get marketed. Yeah, totally. it was like that Area Fifty One movie that was going. My friend for is years. in that. Yeah, my friend Ben Ben Robner. He's in that. I went to college with him. It's apparently, it's an awful heard, movie. Never seen it. <laughs> I was working on the I was a PA on the first Purge movie. I ever Purge. that movie was like the the Area Fifty One movie was like two years in production. I was like yeah. asking people on there like, "Where's that movie?" That's movie's like been for years. It's like <laughs> you're just sitting on it. Did you just, see the Purge election year? No. no. So good. Best Purge yeah. by far. <laughs> I heard they got Check better. Check it out. Purge 3 rules. Purge 1's original title was Vigilandia. Whoa. And everyone in the crew was like, they're not going to release it with that that name. No. no way. Now it's a franchise. Yeah. And they got a show coming. That's and the another dream. movie coming. That's the dream. Yeah. Well, but like, those are straight horror movies, but they're really genre-y movies. Yeah. And like... The, the Purge, yeah, it's a really interesting example. Because yeah. the Purge 3... It's the third one, obviously, so it's higher budget than one and two. Feels feels like a Hollywood production, yeah, you know, but has all the tropes of a B movie, like we're talking about, well, just ridiculous, over the top violence, kind yeah. of crazy premise, and it has its roots because B movies. Uh, when I was reading up for this episode, um, 
they would B movies would often have little like series of mm. themselves. Yeah. Like you'd catch like they'd make two or three of them. Yeah. And uh, like a Death Wish, there's yeah. like ten of those. Yeah. Or like some new ones coming out next month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Have you, have you seen the trailers for that Death Wish movie? No. By Eli saw, Roth. Yeah, I saw oh, the first whoa. trailer. It's totally so tone deaf. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Willis as wearing a hoodie, yeah. shooting people. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah, it looks rough. Whoops. Rough. Yeah. Oh well. You wrote down the happening. What do you want to say, Charles? Bronson. You want to talk about the happening more in Shyamalan? Let's talk about M Night Shyamalan. Cause damn, he he's coming back. It felt he like, is back. Yeah, he is yeah. back. Split. Split. Okay. Split's a good movie. Split. Split. Like, well, Split's an okay movie. <laughs> he's gotten his groove back because he's a perfect partner for Blumhouse. Because he is. I think he's the sure, best director that sure. Blumhouse has because he's actually like a good director. Well, hang on now. Because Jordan Peele, Get Out is a Blumhouse But he's not production. sticking with Blumhouse, I think. Oh, he's not? Get, time, out, Get Out is Blumhouse, but I don't think he's going to stick with Blumhouse. Right. Shyamalan is, and he should because it helps him. Like, he's refining his style That's again. Yeah, that's perfect for it, yeah. And like compared to like the other Blumhouse movies I've seen, like Shyamalan definitely has a style that I like. He's like very like a very director-oriented style where you can tell like he's playing all the shots. Mm-hmm. But he shoots really well. He yeah. fancies himself a Hitchcock, yeah. And you know he's got a couple bad movies, but he also has a lot of good movies too. But his bad movies, I think are he has a couple read. good movies and a lot of bad movies. I really like Signs. We like Signs. Always too. divisive. Really, really, I love yeah. Signs. Oh. All right, you but, guys can just oh, you you can have this podcast now. But like his Let's movies get worse the bigger the budget he has. Sure. Or he has to prove himself. So when sure. he has to finally go back down. They like he's good again. I, 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 yeah, I could see that. Hey, smaller is better for him, I think. Yeah, like Village is has good parts to it. I didn't like okay. Lady in the Water and the Happening at all. Lady, Lady in the Water is at no. all. Lady in the Water is it at looks all. nice, awful. <laughs> yeah, the Happening is just terrible. Yeah. We, we watched it again, uh, like a few like last year. Liked it more. The Happening. Yeah. Oh boy. Like, Lay the water, no. Yeah. <laughs> we watched that again. I Have caught like 20 minutes of that again, like a couple years back in a hotel room. I was like, I remember this movie. I remember not liking it. And then I watched like 10 minutes of it. And I was like, Scrunts? I remember why. <laughs> Get out of here. Paul Giamatti plays a guy who he used to be a doctor. And then his wife and kid were murdered. And so he can't be a doctor anymore. So he then becomes a, like a janitor. <laughs> so weird. Like, this, really, That's the, how it works. This That's is the childhood movie. story he told to his like kids. Like the bedtime stories. Wait, that Shyamalan did. Shyamalan he came up with, it's a bedtime story for his kids. The story of Lay in the Water. Oh, and they wow. made it into a movie. Jeez. Maybe he's he following his heart. At least you know. Follow that heart. M. That's Knight. what he was doing. And then he plays. It's hard. To, it's hard to ever get mad at M Night. Like he just does his thing. And I find a way. <laughs> then, I mean, some of his dialogue, like even in Split, like the scene that he's in with the the yeah, insane the, therapist the woman. Yeah. God, that dialogue is awful. He, but he can do good dialogue. Like signs, signs is, is funny. I love it. Like, that's I think Unbreakable is probably his best. And Unbreakable and Sixth Sense, of course. Yeah. yeah. And After Earth, Fear is a Choice. Oh, I forgot he did that one. I haven't seen that <laughs> did one. Did he direct okay. that? Yeah. He directed I forgot it. He did not write that. it. No, he co-wrote it. They took his name off. Okay, I remember I that I'm, was during the period where they didn't put his they name. They took his name like, off. No, off on the ads. They didn't have it. Oh yeah. Ian, maybe I'm with you. A lot of bad movies, a couple of good ones. Yeah. Forgot about that one. Last Airbender. <laughs> Forgot about oh, that too. Boy. Oh my god. I never watched that one like, oh out, of, out of protest. Yeah. We watched. I watched okay. that. Hi. The only one we haven't seen is The Visit, which apparently is good. I, dude. I haven't seen The Visit either. Yeah. M Night. I went through a, a void. I guess I haven't seen like half of these. And then yeah. we saw Devil, which he produced. 
Mm-hmm. I remember there was a funny moment in my life where I was in a theater and a trailer for Devil came up and said M. Night Shyamalan presents everyone and everyone laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I have it in every theater I think across the yeah. whole yeah, yeah, entire yeah. country. I'm like, wow, that's real sad. Oh. I know, I feel kind of bad. That's like a great B-movie presence. Yeah. There are six people in this elevator. One of them is the devil. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good premise. M. Night, though. Seriously, like, you you can learn from your failures. You know what yeah. I mean? I think he is. He just kept going, kept going. He became a literal laughing stock. Right. People laughing in theaters across the nation kept going, kept going, and now his most recent movie, Split, is awesome. And he's, yeah. he's, and it's, he's doing a franchise. How cool is Quite that? Quite possibly the greatest twist ever. Right. Re- one of the greatest twists ever. Which twist? My favorite thing. Yeah, the yeah, very yeah, last yeah, yeah. one. My favorite thing I knew ever. Semi, split spoiler coming. Favorite thing ever was I was in the movie and I saw it with my movie friend who I see all my movies with. He's, he's professional, knows Unbreakable. I'm not he heard the music? No. So, so it goes down. I grab him like I do and we both freak out. The credits roll. We're both just stunned there. Couple on a date in front of us. Guy t- t- turns to his girlfriend, why is Bruce Willis in this movie? <laughs> and it was just so awesome. It was like, like we know. We why know. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like uh. making a stealth sequel to like a really good movie. It's like, yeah. You can, then it makes the entire whole movie make sense. Like, he's a comic book villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why he can shrug off shotgun, like point blank shots to his chest. Yeah. I do. I do highly. I love that kind of thing. Like, yeah. Like, well, we're gonna talk yeah. about the Cloverfield paradox later, but yeah. like yeah. shadow dropping stuff like that, like shadow dropping a twist like that where it's a sequel to another movie. I love stuff yeah. like that, and it but, makes sense. Yeah, but and it, like, and it yeah retroactively makes the whole movie mm-hmm. a little better because you're like, okay, it's in this world, got it. Yeah. yeah, I only accept it because the rest of the movie, like it does the twist, it doesn't need the twist in that movie to work because like the movie is fine by itself without it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was I was okay with it. Yeah, good point. Good point. Um, Although without it, it's like I would have been pissed because. He just gets away. Like, fuck yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see a sequel. Yeah, it's setting up for a sequel. Yeah, I mean, that's is- the whole thing now where it's like, even with like runaways and like shows where it's just like, oh, season two will be cool. Like, eh. Like, I'm the tired mummy, of origin stories. Like Tom Cruise's The Mummy. I never saw it. I heard it was awful. That's because I was thinking, man, both those mummy remakes, those are like B movies that are just like masquerading as high budget movies oh, or high budget masquerading as B movies. That Brendan Fraser up though. Yeah, that first one is amazing. Oh, so they get bad. worse as they go on. Yeah. But the, did either you see the new one? No. Because they didn't know what it wants to be. It was like an Spoiler action. Spoiler for the mummy. Yeah. <laughs> but the, oh, end no. of, the end of the movie, because the whole point of the movie is the mummy wants to bring back her like boyfriend who's the god of death set. Yeah. And then, but she wants to make Tom Cruise set okay. because he brought her back. So you end the movie, Tom Cruise makes himself set so Whoa. that he can kill the mummy. And then he's like, he becomes set. And then Because the entire time we watch this, we're like, because it's, the mummy's part of Dark Universe. Yeah. Universal's connected. Which is up in the air. It's still up in the air. It's up in the air? Okay, it's still up in the air. We were like wondering the entire time, is Tom Cruise going to, is he going to be like the guy who shows up in the other movies? Like, is he going to become the mummy? Or is he like Van Helsing? But no, he becomes the god of death. And then the end of the movie is him... <laughs> In this, like, in a cloak. In, like, basically a cloak with uh, <laughs> oh God, Jake Johnson, the guy from Jurassic World. Okay. The funny guy. And, like, who's, like, his comedic, reef, like, comedic relief buddy. And they're in the desert. And then Tom Cruise has these, like, weird gloves. And he's like, okay, we're going to go off on an adventure together. And that's how the movie ends. This makes me want to see yeah, this movie. It was, <laughs> it was the worst movie I saw last year. Also, the worst Tom Cruise performance I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Worst oh. Tom Cruise movie. Wow. 
Because like it's not. What are his other bad ones? Oblivion, but Oblivion. Oblivion but, I, there's I, one really good part in that movie, but there's some cool shots, and I yeah. saw it with my dad. Yeah. So like, it just gets a pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks amazing. Yeah, it has amazing robot sound effects. Olga, like, best sound design. Karolinka, she, she's beautiful. She's cool. Is she in it? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then. Jack I Reacher love, is bad, but it has like Jack Reacher. Jack, one of, Jack Reacher's no, fun. Jack Reacher's, Jack, Reacher's Jack Reacher's a great Netflix movie. True. I watched it on Netflix at like midnight, and yeah. I was like, "All right." <laughs> that opening movie. sniper scene is one of the yeah, most it has some cool intense stuff in it. scenes I've ever seen in a movie. It's got one of the best car chase, like modern car chases. Best Jack Courtney. <laughs> yeah, it's the best Jack Courtney role. That's why I like didn't like it because I was like, oh, I just don't like. That. It has Werner Herzog as the villain. Yeah, Good villain that's great performance. Who only has like. Three scenes. Yeah. But he, he, he chews move. it up. He have, just, you guys, yeah. have you guys seen Incident at Loch Ness? No. no that's no, the we one about it. We talked about yeah. this in the mockumentary episode last time, or two episodes ago, whatever. But uh, yeah, watch that movie. He's in I a poker movie, too. Jack really? He, yeah. It's a poker movie that's all improvised dialogue, and he's uh, he plays a guy called the German. <laughs> <laughs> I, could get, I could get behind that. Uh, Did you guys see Jack Reacher 2? No. 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 Edward Zwick directed yeah. it. What? I'm not a big He's a bad director. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stephen Beaumont asked yeah. uh, same question that we asked earlier: is should this in- can you call these B movies or should intentional schlock have its own genre? And then Dominic Barlow likes the term Z movie for that. Things like Z. The Room, things that like The Room or Birdemic or Neil Breen movies, hmm. where it's like possibly intentional. Troll Two. But then yeah. those, you can't. Those are classifications after a movie's already been made. Right. It's like film noir. It's like a thing becomes it after the fact. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, film noir. Now I think people B movie just encompasses a lot of stuff. What? I think B movies just encompass a yeah. lot of movies. Yes, like I agree. You can get more specific, like Z movie, but I think that is just it doesn't work that well. Midnight movies, another term I've heard where it gets life, it gets legs later in life. Like The Room is the biggest yeah. example. But it's all like different genre movies usually. Mm. Like it's just making things more detailed. Rocky horror. And yeah. Uh, some big names started in B movies. James Cameron, James Cameron, Peter Jackson. Yeah, uh, a lot of actors. Uh, Peter Jackson, Roger Corman uh, did. Oh my goodness! What some of Peter Jackson's? Oh yeah, stuff. Meet the Feebles. Oh yeah, bad <laughs> oh taste. Goodness, bad taste. Both of you know that the extended edition of the Hobbit, the third Hobbit movie, is rated R. Yeah, Whoa. and it goes on. For, I just it is incredibly violent because I just played. Really? Uh, oh, it's for violence. I yeah. just went through Shadow of War, so I was like, I'm gonna go back and watch uh, the, all the extended Hobbits because I haven't seen the third extended one and it's rated R, so I should just watch them all again. Yeah, it goes on for too long. Like there is a point when it's just too much action, and I just zone out. You That's know, the it's just three problem. It's just too much. Yeah. That's why like Fellowship of the Ring is my favorite because it's they, like there's not. Yeah. Too much action, so I don't check out. It's got that, like, intimacy to it. Yeah. There's a point to the action. Exactly. Like, I, you can have a lot of action as long as there's just, like, a lot of story and, like, I care about the characters. Like, yeah. The Hobbit movies, you can tell they didn't know what they were doing with the script. Yeah. Also, but have you watched the making of and the behind the scenes? Heard those out? are amazing. It is amazing, and everyone should watch it so they don't just shit on The Hobbit. Like, and we Peter all Jackson. know The Hobbit is not good. Yeah. The making of and those behind the scenes show that like that movie was just 
cobbled together because right. of like, production nightmares. I saw yeah. that one video where the woman was like, We're, yeah. we had to halt production for three days because we don't know why this battle is happening. Yeah, or like, and we like, haven't costume, planned this. The costumes, like... The, She's like, yeah, uh, we had like four years of pre-production for Lord of the Rings, and we're just getting this stuff now for The Hobbit. And yeah, we need it. Yeah. in five days. It's like okay. Have you seen the gif <laughs> of Peter Jackson when he's like sitting at the table, just like this? Yeah, yeah. just zooms out on his face. Not yeah. he's not talking. For those movies to even be watchable at all is a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, watch the behind the scenes first. first. Then watch yeah. the movies. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, crazy. But Demian Coppola also came through Corman. Yes. Uh, yeah, he kind of like kickstarted a whole bunch of different people. Jonathan Demi, yeah. Too I don't soon. know if I've seen some of his earlier Demi, stuff. Dude, Rachel getting married. What? Best. Tell me you've seen Rachel getting married. I haven't. You have not. <gasps> Your next movie. Okay. I promise. All right. Watch it. it. Was, it's been on my list for a long time. It, okay. was, it looked depressing. So I oh, it is. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Settle in. You've yeah. only seen Philadelphia and Science of the Lambs. <laughs> Anything else? I love his Stop Mentoring Candy remake. Yeah. Have Sounds... you seen Stop Making Sense? No. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that's good. He did say anything, didn't he? I did think he? so. The... He also did some of the best episodes of The Killing. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, he did some of those. Then we watched those. Love I gave up killing. on The Killing I'm after a big, season one. Oh, I'm such a big killing I was fan. like, they're just doing Twin Peaks, but serious? <laughs> What's the point? It, of like, time? Oh, it uh, gets so much better. But also, those characters are great. Exactly. Yeah, watch like it for them. Yeah. Joel uh, Cameron no. and Joel Cameron. Oh, Say they're anything the best. Cameron Crow. They're the oh, best. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's weird watching Altered Carbon and seeing just Holder, but like him <laughs> is just like ripped as <laughs> yep. hell. Like I know. It's huge. I know. I know. Wait, which guy? Which guy? Uh, Holder. The main like, Joel guy? Kinnaman, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like he's older, then you see him like occasionally slip into Holder, like with his mannerisms, like. Okay. There he is. Yeah, good. <laughs> He's still in there. Uh, real quick shout out to the show, the show Patriot. Have you seen that? Patriot. No. Omar's it's on Amazon, this, right? Omar, my roommate, was in love with it, and I'm halfway through it. And dang, really, really good. I I, I wrote it off it. instantly because of the title. I What's was like, it about? I'm never watching this. It's about it's about a international spy, whatever, on knock, which I finally know what that means because this show starts the, the knock list. Of it. The knock list, yeah. Yes. Like, oh, that's a thing. When I was a little kid, I would run around with a floppy disk pretending it was the knock list, <laughs> awesome. and all my friends and I were trying to get the awesome. knock list because of Mission Impossible. We had no idea what that meant. We didn't know what it was. We knew that there were names of agents on yeah. it. Yeah. But the knock list is non-official cover. Oh. It means that we're, we're implanting you in a thing, but we're going to deny it entirely if you get caught. Um... So yeah, it's about this guy who's on knock in like Milwaukee because he needs to uh, work in this company that does business in Luxembourg that's like funneling money to these terrorists. Yeah. But like, that's just like the why. The whole show is just about these characters and like the main guy like sings folk music all the time, but like his folk songs get way too honest and he'll like accidentally just start divulging like things that he's done i have two questions mm. is it set in milwaukee i it's set parts of it are yeah okay because it I'm, jumps I'll, around i want to watch it because we live right we live in wisconsin yeah from wisconsin too is it actually good i love it like okay. it's not like it feels like good. no it it's here's the thing it like it it's like a combination of like coen brothers and wes anderson doing this kind of thing who are the, the characters actors? are very good uh, John Locke from Lost is in it. Oh, nice. cool. Uh, John Locke. Daryl Quinn. 
two of the the two main female leads whose names I don't recall at this moment are very good. The main guy is incredible. Don't remember his name either. I I didn't recognize him from anything. Huh. Um it's got a few other people that I recognize but don't know their names. Okay. But I highly recommend it. I haven't finished it yet, but I really like it. Just anyway, one season so far? So far, yeah. It's very well shot. Um, John Locke. Anywho. The Man in Black. Uh, I've got more subjects. But I've got notes where you want. Yeah. So, well, uh, I was going to move on to the, uh, like, talking about sincerity in, like, wait, is, The is, Room and Neil Breen and Birdemic and all these movies where it's, like, people accidentally making genius B movies, but thinking they're making a good movie yeah sincerity evan solomon patron says sincerity is the key ingredient like they think they're doing love it the guy Shyamalan. who directed yeah Shyamalan. Yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah. the guy who directed birdemic called himself the master of the romantic thriller and like meant it yeah tommy was thought he was making this genius thing or he's just a genius of performance art and mm-hmm. all of this is incredible yeah uh neil breen like thinks he's good at this and is in a weird way that is unintentional maybe but like i don't know sincerity do we think lost is a b show no no it's a genre show it's a genre show okay and it definitely got lost but (laughs) along the way along the way it's like jj abrams does not make b stuff it's like produces because high concept i think is just a little bit above B movie stuff, and mm-hmm. so B movies are usually a little more schlocky in the subject matter. I think I you're think. right. Yeah, maybe a I little more. Although, like Lost has a smoke monster. Exactly, like it gets pretty. There, it's a little more like exploitative, though, mm-hmm. in the other meaning of that word. Well, like, I think like Lost is pulpy. Yeah, which is different. Yeah, pulp can be B movie, but like all it's, dogs, it's not B. All Dalmatians are dogs, but not all dogs are Dalmatians. Not everyone can cook, but anyone can, a cook can, can come from everywhere. Whoa. <laughs> Is that like the, the tagline of like... That's Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. Ratatouille. I was like, that sounds that's like a tagline of something. <laughs> he says chef, not cook. All right, Roland Emmerich, go. Okay. Roland <laughs> Emmerich. Like, Emmerich, because they're, they're high budget, but he is like a B-movie director who just keeps getting big budgets. And because look at the the... Plots for all of his movies, like write it out. And yeah, they're except ridiculous. for um, Stonewall. Yeah, Stonewall, which is right. like that's or the Shakespeare one. That's a whole made. other no, ball of Anonymous wax. is still ridiculous. That's rid- but like, because I wrote it down. Um, Stargate. Oh, aliens Stargate. Are bo- Stargate rules. Yeah, Stargate. yeah. He's made good movies. Stargate. But Stargate. Aliens are behind the pyramids. Mm-hmm. That's a good B movie premise. <laughs> Independence Day. A satellite technician. A marine pilot. And the president of the United States came up to stop an alien invasion. <laughs> yep, yep. And then Godzilla, a worm scientist, <laughs> is called on to stop a giant radioactive lizard while the French Secret Service pursue their own agenda. <laughs> You're right. These are all Roger Corman movies. Yeah. And it's like Godzilla is very flawed. Yeah. And has bad stuff. But I... That movie has good stuff in it, I think. Oh yeah, because the Matthew Broderick one. Because if you yes. look at right? yeah. yeah, if you look at B movies, they have they're not A list actors typically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're like they're they're interesting choices. And Godzilla, Matthew Broderick is your hero. Yeah, and Kevin Dunn is your military yeah. guy. It's like here's who we could get. <laughs> Hank Azaria is the comic comedic relief, which is good, but he's like. Hank Azaria in person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's not a robot. He's not a fish that can talk. Yeah. And 
<laughs> and like seriously, I think it has bad CGI because it's the '90s. But yeah. when Godzilla first shows up on in New York when he's like um, coming out of the water and like walking in the islands, we I do love that one. He is so big; he doesn't fit in the frame. So you see his legs walking everywhere. Yeah, and two, it legit looks great. I think just the way it's shot and how it's built up in tension and um, that is a cool part. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Cool. Some, of the, actually, some of the effects in his movies, like the the fire moving through the city streets of New York and in yeah. Independence Day, like the way Dante's they shot that. Peak or no? Volcano? The other no. volcano? No. He did a movie volcano called Twenty Twelve. Twenty Twelve. He did Twenty Twelve, yes. and did he do Ten Thousand BC? Yes. Yes. And he also did Day of the Earth, not Day of the Earth. Day, 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 day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, so he did. He does like natural disasters. Yeah. yeah. Ten Thousand BC. I saw in theaters and. I did not enjoy it, especially because... <laughs> I did, did you, anyone else see it? No. I didn't see that one. No, I missed that one. Okay, so spoilers for 10,000 BC. <laughs> <laughs> the end of the movie, because it starts I hope out, someone is really upset <laughs> that we... Oh, <laughs> I was going to watch that! Well, you'll get angry because I was so angry. Because it starts out like generic prehistoric like landscape. Then his girlfriend gets kidnapped. And then they kidnapped by these guys who work for... Basically, it's like... Egyptians because they built pyramids and like all this Egyptian architecture and it's like wait are they going to connect at the Stargate? Like is this like a fucking Stargate prequel? Wait, Do is they? It? Is it? No they don't. Oh okay. no because they, they were going to it looked like because they show up there and it's like what is this like this is like weird technology and then you see like the guy they're worshipping is this like creepy long fingered <laughs> like pasty old person <laughs> covered by shrouds it's like they're, they're going to do it they're going to do it and then no the guys from Atlantis, oh, like was, Stargate um, Atlantis, maybe, Stargate Atlantis. Maybe. But I was, <laughs> I was ready to go home and watch two, ten. Hours that, I was going to say, like, I missed the Stargate thing. What? It could have been so good. I love Stargate, so and I don't care. I'm not ashamed to admit it. They're bringing it back. What's yeah, his, like, what's his name? Stargate. What? James Spader. Spader. Oh yeah, Spader, dude, Spader. the king of awkward sex and being like a scientist no one listens to. <laughs> I love James Spader. That movie, uh, that so I was going to say about Independence Day. It's a good B movie because it has this like a huge sense of scale or like crazy effects and whatever, but it's also it matches that scale with the amount of fun it yes. is giving out. Independence Day Two does not work because it has more scale and taking out all of the fun, right? Because no Will Smith, too serious. Will Smith That's, is fun. All and kinds Gold of Blum is a completely different character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it has the fun elements, but it doesn't capitalize on like Independence Day for whatever reason. Like here, have you have you seen it? Yeah, have you seen it? For the readers who haven't seen it, again, spoilers, listeners. but listeners. Independence Day 1? 2. 2, okay. Because an African warlord uses a pair of machetes Dude, to execute this. a machine gun toting alien while taking a tour of Alien F- Area 51. <laughs> who, and he also makes sure to point out that you kill them from behind. Yep. And then the two other things that are that just guy ridiculous. was the best. Liam Hemsworth, the bad Hemsworth, yeah. but still, <laughs> flips off aliens while pissing on their runway. <laughs> I don't then, think I saw the second half of this movie. Now that yeah, I think that's about the, it, that's towards the end. Okay, you remember a skyscraper-sized alien chases a school bus full of kids through the yep. desert. Yep, driven by driven by Goldblum's Jeff Goldblum, dad, with, like right? Jewish stereotype. Yeah. Oh yeah, who's like really sad and weird and like wrote that book? I I saved the world. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Just felt bad for him. Sequels are bad when they take a character that you like and then just kind of like crap on their legacy. Like Bill Pullman. <laughs> yeah, or like how. Uh, how uh, Dr. Sattler doesn't 
uh, Sam Neill and, and Ellie Sattler don't. Get I liked together. her one cameo scene in Jurassic Park three. three. I like that. That was kind of like messed up. Yeah, what is I she guess it three? makes sense. She's already she's married. married. She's married to someone else. Oh, he goes to her house, yeah. right? Yeah, At yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. he goes to her house to yeah. see her, or in the beginning? No, in the beginning, because he, he wants her to come. Yeah, right. And she she's calls like, for help kids, at the dude. end. Yeah, he gets this army to come to the island. Cool. Yeah. Come on. Spoilers for Jurassic Park three. Spoilers. <laughs> but I like that it's because it's kind of depressing. It's, it's supposed to be depressing in the opening because right. you see him and like gets all these stupid questions about the island that he never went to, mm-hmm. and then he has to get all this funding. Has to deal with William H Macy. Will either of them show up in Jurassic World? Go new one. I hope they do. That'd be I know cool. Samuel never wanted to come back for the yeah. Lost World, but they came back for three. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they are. Goldblum is. You don't think Goldblum would? Goldblum is. He's in the oh, trailer. He's, I don't oh, think, he is. Yeah, I don't think Sam Neill. I would love to get all three of them and oh, it'd be great in a yeah. scene together. That'd I, be fantastic. I did not know Laura Dern was like twenty-eight when she made Jurassic Park. I can't. Is is killing me? How young? Like yeah. oh yeah, movies, yeah yeah yeah. Because I'm older than all of them. Yeah yeah. <laughs> And we're all failures. Do you want to subject subject them to Jurassic World two though? Uh, yeah, maybe it'll be it could good. Be cool. Jurassic maybe. World was not good, but like two could be good. But also- I love the idea of military. I know it's so cliche and been done to death, but I still love it because th- this Jurassic World feels like really science fiction, like future tech. Sure. I love the idea yeah. of having like future tech military ops versus dinosaurs i think that just is a fun playground you know well that's what that, and i remember the old premise of the, the, the back in the day yeah when they were gonna like do the mutated like yeah. bio weapon dinosaurs and achilles and hector had guns God. do you think that can what? still happen they live in a castle do, the dinosaurs do you did? think yeah. that can be a, a a plot point in the new one that they're maybe they're keeping under wraps that blue can actually like hold a gun yeah <laughs> maybe <laughs> I don't think they will. Yeah. I gotta watch the trailer for the new. Put like Jurassic a machine Park. gun on Blue's back. <laughs> Is Jurassic Park a, bleep, a B movie then? Oh boy! I mean, that no. opens up a whole can of worms with like. Is well, you Jaws? Think of Jaws. Was, Jaws yeah. is not a B movie. It's a block. Answer. It was the. It, it, it's the beginning of blockbusters. Is Jaws would have been a B movie had nothing gone wrong with that movie, right? Because like, right. it went right. over schedule and they couldn't use the shark that much. If the shark Those, wasn't broken, it, it would have sucked. Yeah, because if the shark was, because it's it's not a B movie. But if it, everything had worked, you would have seen the shark a lot more. Would have been a lot more crazier kills probably right. than it would have been a B movie. Went from a B movie to like an art house movie, basically. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same thing with George Lucas. Like the the limitations of budget elevated their craft yeah whereas later in life george lucas when he has access to everything can't execute. you know what that's called what the peter jackson effect ah. <laughs> i think it's called the george lucas effect <laughs> he, he started it sure yeah but like Man. i think of i think of peter jackson just with no budget just going all in i'm more like, george lucas deserves it like he i'm fine with that because he self-funded all those movies like he could he could do whatever he wants i'm yeah. fine with that he's like he invented ilm and like right visual effects that's like, the thing george lucas genius not, lifetime not immunity to be, yeah. yeah lifetime immunity and i think peter jackson i don't know if he invented it, but i remember watching the behind the scenes docs for fellowship and when they had he invented like the camera maybe they invented but they're popularizing the the virtual camera rig where like he was trying to do the troll fight and like mm-hmm. okay oh. here's the cgi but him and I have Cameron. a map, so you know what it looks like with the camera, so yeah. I can map out the shots beforehand. Like yeah. that blew my mind. Mm-hmm. That I remember that. Yeah. Volume. And the, the like the the crowd stuff that they were doing for all those oh, fights. Yeah, it was massive. Really, yeah, it was really cool. But still, it's that. like Lovely Bones should not have been however much budget they had. Like Hobbit, three movies. Yeah, that's just 
Yeah. I think that's less him than more the studio. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, but lovely. But didn't they go out of business after that or whatever? New Line? Because uh, that, that's well, the thing I love about Lord of the Rings. New Line was like going to go under and Compass? they were like, screw it. No, it was because MGM was making it at first with Del Toro. Oh, and then yeah. MGM went bankrupt and that's why Del Toro left. Well, and the whole like On Lord the of the Rings? Tolkien yeah, estate oh, sued people. Yeah. Oh, the and Hobbit. it was yeah. Yeah, Hobbit. Let Del Toro make Mountain of Madness. That's if he wins the Oscar. Maybe yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yes. Maybe. the hell he wants. Blank check, blank check. Blank check Del Toro. That would be so good. How Dude, ridiculous. if I had like all the money in the universe, I would just I would Call him I up. would have Del Toro create help. Well, no, I would want. I we need a good Lovecraft movie. Ugh. He will do it. Annihilation could. He's the be only one. Annihilation. Yeah. <laughs> Annihilation. He's gonna do it. Have you? We've never loved a Del Toro movie though. We love him. We love when he explains the movies. Like when he because like everything he says always sounds like yes. You're, yeah. You have the right headspace yeah. for this, but like. We should have loved Pacific Rim, but we didn't. Partly because Charlie Hunnam as an actor, no good. In that movie. I like Charlie Hunnam in certain roles. I do yeah. not like him that much in Pacific Rim. Uh, in the third Pacific act, that movie is like... I love it. Not as good as the second act. Here's here's my thing. I I'm sort of I sort of agree. Like my thing with Del Toro is the the premise and the look and the feel of his movies are always amazing. But the execution, there's always something missing for me. Uh, the easiest example for me is Pan's Labyrinth, where... It was, I think, also just poorly advertised as, like, a fantasy movie. But yeah. then you go in and you're like, what's all this real-life crap? I don't want this. But also that movie is, like, punishing to the audience, like, at the end. It's just that dude like, hammers the guy's face. Screw you for watching brutal. this. Brutal. But, uh, yeah. I, I think, for me, the Hellboy 2 and Shape of Water are probably my favorite of his. Really? Because I was going to ask, Hellboy 1 or Hellboy 2? Hellboy 2. We're Hellboy 1 people. Yeah, Hellboy 1. I like them both. Hellboy 1 I like, but it suffers because it has that nerdy guy who's like the audience so analog Rupert character Evans. and i really don't like him yeah in that just Myers, like that Agent character Myers. yeah i just think that's annoying and it slows things down whereas hellboy 2 is just unbridled hellboy also i really like those elf twins and that night market also it looks amazing also yeah. blade 2 is a 10 out of blade 10. 2 is the best blade. i do not care it is a 10 absolutely you don't like blade trinity no <laughs> no Triple H. Triple H. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Dracula, like, going to a, that track, that vampire store and seeing Count Chocula and then wearing his puffy shirts. And... <laughs> I don't remember that. I've seen that movie. It was a guy from Prison Break playing it, yeah. too. Yeah. I think Rough. Roland Emmerich, uh, to answer a question that somebody posed earlier, can you intentionally make a B movie? Roland Emmerich absolutely does. I think that they know what they're doing. I think that they know what they're getting into. The studios know what they're going to get, and they do it. It's I like, also think the same thing for Michael Bay. Like, I don't. Michael Ro- Bay is different. I think he makes blockbuster movies that are awful. Michael Bay makes movies for Michael Bay. Sure. Like those are movies that he would watch. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay is a monster person, apparently too. But, but. it's weird too, because like Michael Bay blows th- like this is not even a meme. I'm not even trolling. He blows up things better than anyone. So it's like when people go to the theater, they just want to see. Like when I go to a Michael Bay movie. I just want to see crazy stuff blow up. You say the, that in the IMAX. But people say that, and then like that was before Transformers Three came out. Like, yeah. no, Michael Bay, just give me all explosions. That's what I want. And then they, he gave it to us, and it's like I don't want that. Yeah, you That's need awful. you want to care about the explosions. Yeah. He can't make you care about anything besides right. like. But Josh Duhamel makes me care about Josh Duhamel. I, I like him. He's a likable guy. 
I have no idea who that is. He's, he's in like Call of Duty World War II. He's, yeah, he's the military. Okay. He's a military dude in like Transformers 1, and the latest 2, and one? 4. I'm pretty okay. sure he's the lead of the role. Nicholas five? No, 1, five. 2, and 5. Yeah. <laughs> 1, 2, and 5. They're on 5 right now, yeah. right? The trailer for the most recent one was one of the worst. One of the trailers for the recent one was one of the worst things I've ever seen. That was five, wasn't it? The, 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 there was, was a trailer kid? with the girl talking to straight into camera. And I'm like, what is oh, happening? Yeah. Wait, no. Four, that trailer I, I liked a lot before I knew it was coming out. Because you remember this, the trailer that they showed? When it's like, oh, wait, Mark Wahlberg. What, he's just like tooling out with stuff. And then he's like, he gets his truck. And he's like, guys. I think he's got transformer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think there's a transformer in my garage. Let's go check it out. I haven't yeah. seen that trailer. That's a different trailer because <laughs> it doesn't look like Transformers movie until right. then. Right. Ugh. And then uh, the guy from the town and the man in black from Lost shows up and wants to kill Mark Wahlberg. Bosh. Yeah. yeah. Titus Weldon. Bosh. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. But Roland Emmerich. So wait, I, is Transformers a B movie? No. It's just bad. It's, oh, wait, I had, I had it's a blockbuster. Yeah. What's the difference? Let's talk about what's the difference between blockbusters and B movies? Because it's got it all. It, B movies. Transformers is just. Schlock. I think Transformers is a struggling B movie because it has like it wants to have a story that's epic, which is totally not. Yeah. It's not those stories you cannot explain in one sentence. Right. True. But then all the like the all spark all of the interactions between the characters are all B movie dialogue. Like everything yeah. the, oh, the, yeah. like actual robots do, like peeing on John Turturro's head. Mm-hmm. That's right. all B movie stuff. Or having yeah. giant testicles. The only mm-hmm. redeeming thing, it may be, in five Transformers movies are a couple scenes with Optimus Prime. I would give him that. He murders people? Like, like murders Optimus other... Prime goes places. Yeah. <laughs> Does he murder people? He murders robots. Yeah. Oh. Like, he's unhinged later on, like yeah. in four and five. Nice. Unhinged Does Optimus. Does he, like, turn bad or something? Even, well, yeah, he does. He does in the last even one. in two, he murders that giant Constructicon, just, like, stabs it into the head. <laughs> yeah. Just wow. insane. But I think B movies have little to no outside interference. Sure. On the director's part. Yeah. Blockbusters, you have lots more cooks in the kitchen. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. The whole studio is directing. But isn't that it like Michael Bay just seems like a guy who answers to no one? Michael Bay's Except at that, Hasbro. At that yeah. level, yeah, where he where he's answering like, to the sh- to the toy companies. Yeah. <laughs> but he, if you ask, he would not say he's making a B movie. Like no. he's making a movie he wants to see. Yeah. Just looks like. Is he doing another one? Dude's retired. Like he also times. says he's never going to make another Transformers movie. He just makes another one. Is yeah. he doing another one? Did that I, new one come out? But they also, they've been making less money every time. Yeah, yeah people are getting over it. With the one, did the one with the kid come out? I thought so. Yeah, that was did. like the next one. That was, okay. that was yeah. the most recent. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is supposed to be a Bumblebee spinoff with Nazis and John Cena. He's right. not making <laughs> that. Directed <laughs> by the Kubo and the Two Strings director. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. That's the weirdest two sentences mm-hmm. I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has a good cast. I don't, John Cena. I don't even yeah. care. I don't even care. And Haley Stein, Steinfeld, Steinfeld. <laughs> Get but Jerry guess, Seinfeld in there, and then yeah, Jerry guess, Seinfeld <laughs> in a Transformers movie. <laughs> Why do these monsters transform? <laughs> That's really a B movie. Yeah. Hey, full circle. All right, let's talk about the Cloverfield paradox real quick. Because Netflix did a crazy thing; they shadow dropped an entire movie. I think because they realized it wasn't great and just wanted the to rumor. Wanted to well, Paramount sold it because they realized it wasn't great. Right. I, have a, I have a hot take, man. I have a hot Give take. us your hot take. I see a lot of hate and a lot of criticism right. for the Cloverfield paradox. That is apparent. Widespread, unanimous. Right. Not a good movie. I read a couple of these reviews, and it's like 
this is BS. Like, if this wasn't connected to Cloverfield at all, it would be so terrible. It clearly wasn't to begin with, and they're just fitting it in, blah, blah, blah. And sure, we can have that criticism. I guess that's fair. But I'm on the side where, yeah, the movie's bad. But it is a Cloverfield movie. They made it so. It's connected. True. And the way it was released was so unique right. and such a cool moment. Yeah. Like, after the Super Bowl, watching it that night was was so fresh. There was so much unknown. There was no criticism on the internet and no right or wrong answer. Like, I woke up no the next... No trailers? No trailers. Right. There was so much mystery. And that was so fun and awesome yeah. to be a part of. I woke up the next morning and then, of course, like, just hate everywhere. And it's like, I got to enjoy it last night with no noise, and I enjoyed my time with it. And I feel like that it was, the 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 window to enjoy the Cloverfield Paradox Is over, was yeah. this big. It was you about know, you, seven hours. Yeah, you had to fly <laughs> through there and, and enjoy it. And, and I think the, the way they did it was, was fun, and it made that movie, like, if you analyze it as a movie on its own, I can totally see, yeah, it's yeah. not very good. But the way... It was released. To me, as a thought experiment, the Cloverfield machine, the franchise of Cloverfield now, mm-hmm. where they're taking other properties that aren't great and then just making them Cloverfield movies. They're just they're buying scripts and then right. retrofitting them. <laughs> and then retrofitting them. I think it's hilarious. I love it. I think yeah. it's a great idea. I think it's fun. It's like what they did with Die Hard. Right. Every Die Hard script is that. Right. And a lot of those are not great. But like... Uh, <laughs> One and three are great. One and three. 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 One's like 100... Three is like 99. Yep. Two is like 52. Four is third best. Four is, yeah, four is like 60 maybe. Five is a good trailer. Never oh, saw that. Five is a zero, yeah. dude. I can't stand it. Because of Jack Courtney? Get it out of my face. <laughs> They're making six. <laughs> yeah. I did. I like Timothy Oliphant in four, whatever. Yeah. With the fire sale? Yeah. I like the part when the, when the daughter slaps that guy and he's just like, you going to be okay? Like he's like. Whatever. Uh, he shoots himself. In, he shoots himself yeah. to kill. But it's him. like to censor the swear words. <laughs> so, so is it? I guess now, you, when you watch Cloverfield, you have to examine it like any other movie. You can. But is that kind of fa- here's my is thing. that is that unfair? I put like, the, should it like, be examined as its own movie or a movie that like the way it was released? Like, to me, to a, me, Cloverfield, they're B movies. Like they've, it's like Cube. Like mm-hmm. Cube One and Cube Zero, pretty fun. Cube 2 Hypercube, not great, but it was fun. Yeah. It's bad, but, like, Cloverfield is very similar to me, where it's like, I'm just here to have fun and then stop thinking about it. Exactly. You know? And, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I think, is actually a legitimately decent movie. Like, I like it. That's why I expected good things. Right. I expected more of this one. John Goodman's brother, dude, in uh, this one? Well, I think it's his brother. Is that who? Donald Logue or whatever. What? Really? The author? Yeah, the author. That sounds like it's bullshit. His last name Wait. is the exact same as John Goodman's, Stampler or whatever. Is that who is... has the shelter? Like, because I was wondering, no. like, when I was watching it, because it's not the same shelter, but I was like, is this related to the shelter mm-hmm. from Ten? Because that's like I just know the guy in the nude was broadcast with the book, Donald Logue. Yeah. Buy my like, book. Oh, yeah. demons are coming. Yeah, the demons are coming. You're gonna open a hole. His and last it's his name. Brother? Well, it's maybe last name. his last name ah. is the same as Goodman's. Yeah, man. So like, I'm like, this is cool. Whatever. That's the thing, Cloverfield. It's just fun. It was fun. Also, just read earlier, we were talking about this, that 18 minutes, 20 seconds in, the movies sync up. When the shepherd tears a hole in reality, that's when the monster roars in Cloverfield 1. 
intentional or not, that's, hear that's awesome. Yeah, that's when you hear the first roar. <laughs> it's sweet. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. If that, I want people to make series of movies where that kind of stuff happens, where and, it's like an ARG of like movie watching. And how down are you for that ending shot setting up the next movie? I don't care. I'm so down. It's not saying the Let movie. Let me have her surviving on planet Earth with monsters running around. Oh, well, 10 Cloverfield Lane. No, 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 the end of Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, well, we already know what the next movie is. Yeah, what's the next? It's like it's a World War II movie. Yeah, it's like in World War II. Yeah, because mm. this one rip Cloverfield Paradox for now. it like t- tore a hole in space time and deposited monsters throughout history, which is I guess. rad. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, because then you can go through cool. all the eras. Yeah, yeah, yeah you now, can it's, do, now it's that's Assassin's what I'm saying. Now yeah. you have like 20. now they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Cloverfield is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I wish it came in a better movie. Yeah, because like it is. Well, it does have a ridiculous budget, like I think over hundred million. So it's yeah. not technically a B movie, but oh, that fly, like the plot is like such a B movie. Paradox had that high of a budget. Oh yeah, I knew it was more than fifty. I didn't know it was over hundred. It was around hundred. Wow. I immediately liked it because I'm at home watching the Super Bowl, hang out with the family. They all go to bed, turn this movie on, opening shot in space, looking at Earth. And I was like, no, it was waiting in line for gas. They're waiting like hard. Well, then they immediately, okay, they cut to this. True. Then they go to space. And I'm like, I'm in space right now. This is pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty cool. (laughs) Boy, you guys haven't talked about Cloverfield Paradox. Hit us. It's like general thoughts, I guess. Whatever. We can do whatever we want. I would enjoy that. Like, I enjoy, like, it's a good cast. I don't mind undeveloped characters because, like, if the actors can work well with, like, it worked in Alien. Yeah. yeah, Alien, not undeveloped characters, but the actors like made them awesome. Right, and like and those are, doesn't need to be about characters changing. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. It and those are great be. actors. Right, and I love that. I love a good moment in time story where it's just these people are dealing with this. The event yeah. is the art. Right, right. Yeah, and the premise is like good. It's just I couldn't understand. It was very inconsistent with like I couldn't. I was spending so much time trying to figure out. Okay, even though it's, it's part of a mystery, like. I could never figure out why things were happening. Like, okay. When, like, why was when, the hole moving around when his arm was in the wall? I mean, it's, yeah. it's like it's like J.J. Abrams' was, mystery box on crack. Like, none of that has a reason. They're just like, it's a paradox. Weird things can happen. Huh? Yeah. But it should make some kind of right. some logic. Yeah. Like, was the astronaut who was also in the, the Martian as an astronaut, the Russian guy. Volkov. Yeah. Who's actually Norwegian. Was he talking to the worms? I feel like, yeah. I don't know why the worms were in him. So, okay, they so yeah, how did the yeah. well, right, because, but like, why? Well, why were the worms there in the first place? Why was the for like to study the to, effects of the energy, or to thing? like compost stool? I don't know, but like, why was the gyroscope inside his body? Because for the same reason, the worms were moving around. Because I get, because I I assumed when I, that was happening, like, okay, the worms are from the other reality, and they just came into his body, like how the other woman came into their reality. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, one thing we kept wondering when we watched the movie, like. They kept making a thing of that magnet goo. Like, okay, you put yeah. the goo down, and then you shoot it with this other thing, and then it sets it. Right. Like, okay, that'll be a thing later. Yeah, that makes sense. It's never a thing later, but also... Well, it, when it comes down, out of the wall and grabs him for some did, reason. Did it grab him? It's Yeah, it like, was pulls that the him back. Like, we could tell, like, did it have a mind of its own? Right, I was like, does it have a mind? That's the, that's the thing, like, all the set piece, like, weird thing moments literally make no sense. Yeah, yeah. it would be, be cooler if it made sense. Right. Right. I, I, like I, wish, I wish that the, yes, I wish that the space stuff actually made sense. Yeah. It would have been, a, it'd be, a, then it could be a good movie. Or, like, not sense. Like, I don't care if, like, if it's, like, explained whatever science. Like, it has logic to it. Right, explained in any way. I thought that was actually a really good uh, 
thing in the script where like the imposter comes well the the alternate yeah. reality girl right. comes yeah and there's this thing of like i don't believe you you don't who are you what's going on and it, then it briefly shows the picture in a guy's office yeah. with her in it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought that was really cool because well, that, it's like... that's they, the one switcheroo element that actually works. But yeah, like, like I really liked that moment right. of like, wow, if only they had seen that picture, then they would make a little more the, sense to The them. German guy being a traitor in the other reality and not in yeah. this one. Like, yeah, that's that good. stuff was good. Yeah. But like the gyro, the worms, the, the hole with the wall, the arm, the arm being able to write on its own. The implication that the young girl on Earth is uh, the blonde woman on the ship. Because they do Which shot girl composition. The blonde, little blonde girl that the oh, husband says. Oh, the kid? Saves. Yeah. Because yeah. they do shots with like the girls on one side of the frame and then they'll fade to the, other, fade to the, next, to the space well, station where well, I the didn't older think blonde that. woman is on the other side of the frame. It doesn't make any, like, it doesn't make any sense if that's the case. No. Because they're a different age? And because like he knows, she knows the wife. And her name was different. Was it? The kid's name is Molly. But it just, they, the language they're using is like trying to like, right. why are you communicating this? That's the thing. It's a bad movie. Like it's not a good, well-made movie. I don't it doesn't hold together at all. But it was fun. But, but in that moment in time, yeah, it yeah, was it was fun for that one moment. Yeah, that one night. Yeah, yeah. it was a good ride. I, movies are really hard to make. Yeah, and I don't like trash. Like it's you can't tra- like it's hard to trash. People like trash like writers. Or like director did this. Right. Anyone could do any. Like movies are so weirdly made that anyone yeah. could have be at fault for this. So related to that, no wait, but also. I I like the way they released it, even though I, I don't want to be cynical and think like this is gonna be like uh, studios are just gonna release what they're not confident on, that's dumping on platform platforms. Yeah, yeah. But because you know filmmakers, apart from them only being on streaming, not coming out of theaters, they want this situation where like they don't want to be influenced by marketing campaigns or anything. They want people to go in fresh. Yeah. And, like Fincher's talked about how he hates he doesn't like releasing movie in, in the beginning because. People are influenced by like the premieres or the boat trailer campaign. Rotten or, Tomatoes, or, dude, yeah. it's so much influence. You know, if people go into Cloverfield Paradox with that three percent Rotten Tomatoes score, whoa, it's that. No, low. I just made that whoa. up. Whatever it may be, it's like, well, this movie's gonna suck. Yeah. You know, it's people can't help. Like even me, I'm guilty of it. I can't help but think of like, wow, I guess this movie's not gonna be great, but hopefully, I enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. You know, just being able to go into this this movie so fresh with no. Outside influence was so cool. Yeah. Which, which you still need to be aware of it, which Netflix has a bad job doing with, like their original stuff right. and the stuff they acquire. They don't market at all, really, yeah. except for L.A., where they put billboards right, up. Right, billboards, like, yeah. Nowhere else in the country. Hmm. But I have conflicted feelings. Yeah. <laughs> but, because we were talking about this beforehand, J.J. Abrams did a Q&A today where he was explaining some stuff, and then, uh-huh. so found out, we were watching the movie, we were like, at the end, by the end, you could take out everything with the husband, and yeah. like it wouldn't change anything. Right. It'd probably even be better. I liked... My favorite part with him was, besides just wondering if the shelter was somehow related to 10 Cloverfield Lane, whatever, it was so, was when he was so screaming cool. into the phone, tell him not to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that part was cool. That yeah, was a great sure. delivery. That was a great line. So all the stuff with the husband was filmed after the movie had been shot. Right. After test audiences said that, we need to see what's happening on Earth. Huh. It's like, no, you don't. When, shove, when shove. we when we cut to Earth for the first time, I, I audibly out loud was like, what? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was like, I don't want to go see Earth. Earth is gone. What the hell? Yeah. I would agree with that, except for when they show him, when he goes to pick up the girl, and you see a huge shadow yeah, in the Yeah, that rubble. was rad. Like, that was rad. I, like, I set that up where well, you don't go to reference that again. And I said, yeah. well, until the very, very that, end. That looks like the silhouette to the Cloverfield monster. Yeah. yeah. And it was. And it was. That was a cool moment. Yeah, yeah. And then he also said, I like that. So, yeah. Cloverfield won. 
it was, the movie that was written was what they shot. Ten Cloverfield Lane, original script that they then rewrote to add the aliens the alien stuff at the end. Yeah. Which this, I didn't really care for. No, because it feels shoehorned in. Everything else felt really tight. Yeah. The, the, the weird thing to me... Yes, I agree, but the the fun exercise of the the movie Ten, Field Clo- Ten Cloverfield Lane as it exists today for me is the kind of thought of a thriller like that, a suspicion thriller where it's like, hey, what if everything is true? What if every fear you have is correct? Yeah, and like I think that was kind of, like the throwaway line of aliens are attacking the Earth earlier in the movie or whatever, when you're like, no way is true like the person you think is crazy (laughs) is crazy but he's also right yeah i think that was a cool exercise yeah Yeah. it's just that climax could have been connected better yeah but and then i I would love for someone to i want to talk to someone who saw 10 cloverfield lane who didn't know that was going to happen and never heard of cloverfield before just to see what they thought of suddenly there being aliens yeah you bear it's it's just the mailbox is the connection tissue to the cloverfield right the address the address yeah yeah well, and the only reason they called the first one that is because that was the working title that got yeah. leaked, right? And it's the street, and it's a street that the studio's on. Yeah. And so, so that's those two movies. Then the Ten, Clo- Ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield. Cloverfield Paradox. Different script, not connected to Cloverfield. It's been around for years. Abrams bought it. And then they were filming that script. And then when they were filming it, they didn't know how they were going to connect it to Cloverfield. And then they just kept adding stuff to connect, connect it to Cloverfield. <sighs> So wait, they they were filming it, but knew they were going to connect it to Cloverfield. Yeah, they said no somehow. How. Yeah, that's so fun. I mean, that's it shows. Yeah, like, we're gonna put the little slusho figure when they do the launch. That's our connection. No, that's yeah. just to the JJ Abrams like yeah. universe. That's a lot how of the, a lot of the connections connections to are from just like VO. Yeah, you know, putting Donald Logue on a screen, just adding that in. Like, yeah, VO newscaster. I think one of the news reporters is in Ten Cloverfield Lane as well. Sure, I think she's in there. Here's the thing, though, like. Like any good B movie, it doesn't have to be good if it's fun. Mm-hmm. And like, in fact, it maybe it so shouldn't better. be. It could have been so much better. It could like Cloverfield could be this amazing, miraculous, beautiful, perfect art, sci-fi thriller horror series, and it's not. It's not. It's never gonna be. Like on paper, like that's a fun B movie. Yeah. Like Earth disappears, a guy gets his hand removed, and then has a mind of its own. Yeah. And then that's like that's like Sam Raimi. Yeah. yeah like wet dream. Yeah. Talking on the, the line when he says, What the hell are you talking about, arm? <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Not great, but it's fun. Exactly. Whatever. Saw someone out there saying it was just a really bad episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> but so's Metalhead, and that was fun to watch. <laughs> Zing. Uh, anyway, we got to wrap it up. We're running a little over this month, but um, something we like to do to wrap it up is have a little quote challenge okay. where we come up with a quote on the spot from a movie we're pretty sure the other people have seen <laughs> and we say it and try to make them guess. If you don't want to do it, you I'll don't do have it. to. Uh, do you have any? Do you have one? Hubert, do you have one? Shit. Does I anybody have one? I'm, I, I, I wish I, I had known ahead of time. I know, I should have told you. Uh, I sprung this on you. From a B movie? From anything. I mean, yeah, it'd be thematic to do. Uh, well, Easy for me because I know what Nick old now. Yeah, it'll be really easy for us. So. Yeah, I'm trying to think of ones we talked about. I'm already. trying to think. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of quotes from two specific movies that I. Uh, so why do they call you the extreme? I don't know if I know this one. This is a B movie we want to talk about today. Yeah. 
It's not technically a B movie, but it's totally a B then movie. Then you think of more lines from that movie. Um, Why do they call it? Because I'm guessing you both have seen it. You had to have seen it. It's not ringing a bell current with that line, but. Dread? It's, it's the no. suck no. zone. Oh, the that sounds familiar. Zone. Oh, what is it? Suck zone is where the twister sucks you up. Oh, Twister. Yeah. Nice. Twister is good. One of my favorite Twister. movie quotes of all time is when he goes, we're going in. <laughs> Disaster movies are great. Amazing cast in that what a, movie. That's a cast that's like. Twister rules. Yeah. A good cast for a B movie. Yeah. Like all just like primes character actors. Disaster mm-hmm. movies have always kind of been like that though. Or like they get these like Poseidon Adventure. Like they get these big names just to like bring people in. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, the best friend from. Ferris Bueller, Alan Ruck, yeah, Alan uh, Hunt, Bill Jimmy Paxton, Davies. Bill Paxton, Jerry Davies, yeah. Uh, the uh, my, the old lady who's from she's in Minority Report as the inventor of pre-crime. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Nice. She's amazing she's in great. Twister. Yeah, she's great in Twister. Oh, the Carrie Elwes. How do you say his last name? The guy oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He plays as the, the like smarmy other meteorologist. Yeah. Damn, great movie. By Bill Paxton was talking until he died about making Twister two. Oh, really? I was here's interviews with him talking about it. His his inter, or his introduction to the Twister ride rest its soul. I think it's done now, but at that used to be at uh, Universal Studios Florida was always very sincere. He was talking about mm-hmm. Twisters and stuff. It was very weird. Also, do I know the best obscure Bill Paxton quote? Hmm. He was there in person for JFK's assassination. He was actually like, he was a kid. He was on his dad like his dad's shoulders. Dad. Whoa. Yeah. He's in pictures. Crazy. Not quote trivia. Yeah. Yeah, not trivia, but trivia, yeah. He's well, also in Ages of Shield season one. Oh yeah. awesome. He's also great in Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. You should be sucking my dick for that. <laughs> Dude. Nightcrawler <laughs> is the grossest movie. I didn't like it. Feel disgusting. I think I saw first. like a work print version of it somehow. It's a great movie. The music was awful. It's about a no. man trying to start his own business. Yeah. It's about <laughs> capitalism. Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Just... Yeah. Really right. thin. You have a quote, Huber? I don't. I don't I'm trying to. I don't. My quotes just enter my mind when yeah. I went just because. You know, I can't like. I'm trying to remember the specific. They just come. Uh, how he says it. He just goes. The numbers are going down. It's a countdown. <laughs> I think that's how he says it. I don't know. Do you know what that is? No. No. Jeff Goldblum when he realizes that the sequence of repeating numbers is a countdown. In, in, in Independence, Independence Day. Day. David. 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 <laughs> David. I gotta call my mother. I better call my lawyer. My oh, lawyer. Forget, forget my lawyer. Yeah, forget my lawyer. I was trying to think of a good star, uh, Stargate quote. John Lennon, smart man. Shot in the back. Very sad. <laughs> I know that one. That's Independence Day too. Is that Independence Day? Yeah. yeah. Very sad. You can just do any. My God in heaven. So sue me, David. <laughs> so he's pissed off the recycling. No, what? any um. Uh, Randy Quaid quote. <laughs> oh yeah, get away, get as far away from these things as you can. Yeah, <laughs> you idiot. Like uh, Lucas is farmers on the other side of town. Yeah, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> All right, go on. They All right, him. hit us. It's quiet. A little too quiet. A little too rough. Got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> what teenage is it from? Ninja, teenage, oh. teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: The Secret of the Ooze. Oh, I was watching the first movie like two days ago. It's is the first one the second one the one where they go ten. radical, radical, radical? First one. first one. First one? Okay. Ten. I love that part. First one was great, and I didn't know it was the same director and cinematographer of the Thriller video. Oh, whoa. 
I can see it. It looks the same. I can see it. It looks the same. It looks the same. Sam Rockwell as like a 16-year-old oh, yeah. punk. Can you do his quotes? Menthol or regular, yeah. right? Is <laughs> regular menthol? Anything you want to do, you do. <laughs> do. <laughs> when I realized that was him, oh, man. So good. I like me some that Sam That first Rockwell. movie is like a good movie. Like oh, yeah. legit. Unbelievably good. The I second love it movie so much. Is bad is rough because it's we, more for kids. Yeah, and the turtles were not allowed to use their weapons in fighting. Mm-hmm. Oh, they could only fight like with their really? fists. Really, yeah. it's just way more. It's way more kitty. There's like, no like Casey sausages. Jones. But like the turtles and the Splinter look better than the first movie. Yeah, like, the way budget yeah. for sure. And there's no Corey Feldman as Donatello. Mm-hmm. There's no no Elias Cateus. No, oh, yeah, he is Casey Jones, the best Casey yeah. Jones, bar none. Ever. I don't have a problem with Vanilla Ice. In that movie, like that's, that's cool, dude. Fine. I like the ninja rap. Yeah, heck yeah, the ninja rap rules. Yeah, ninja. I love the storyline of them finding their new base. Like that, that yeah. somebody looked amazing. Yeah. As oh, a kid. I was yeah. so into that as a kid. Yeah, yeah I was so gosh. into that. And Tatsu is badass in the new one. Yeah, the second one. I mean, started to look cool. She had saw cool. blades. Yeah. yeah. And that first movie, like Raphael swore. Oh yeah! Damn! Yeah, yeah. yeah I multiple that. times. Splinter. <laughs> yeah, the way he says that is so. Turtles weird. one is. It's in my top ten, dude. I've decided. I gotta rewatch it. <laughs> so I, like, I own them all on DVD. I think so the first ten minutes are really, really good. Yeah, I love like Raphael. Such a he's so good in that movie. Like going out to the movies, dude. Yeah. <laughs> all right, can right I now. get a sausage pet pizza with some pepperoni and <laughs> also no anchovies? No Give anchovies. me an anchovy <laughs> and you're in big trouble. trouble. <laughs> and how how they kill Shredder? Now is that a B movie? Turtles won. Yes. That's yeah. a movie. <laughs> also, what, the most successful independent movie for like decades. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Till like Was Pulp it unseated by right? Fifth Element or whatever? Fifth Element was Till Pulp expensive. Fiction, I think, right? I think even after that. Okay. Oh, wow. I can't remember. It was like a really long time. But really, that's a B movie. Because it's a ridiculous premise. Like, it's pretty low budget. Sure. The, Dude, that rooftop shredder fight is masterful. That shredder so voice, good. When he has to take the I'm bells off that happening. thing, is that two or one? The bells. The, the, oh, like that's the two. Test to get two. Into the two. That's with. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's that guy's name? Yeah. Yeah. What is that guy's name? Kino. Kino? Yeah. Kino. Yeah. Is it Kino? Yeah. Kino, dude. Because he was what a originally. Because you know he was the body double. He was inside the turtle suit in the first movie. Oh. They liked him so much they put him as like an actor in the second so movie. So funny. Cool. All right, well, we could talk about Turtles for, like, turtles, ever. Turtles, dude. Uh, Sasaki. Let's go do all turtle movies. All turtles. We'll see. Uh, oh, my if gosh. You're, if you're a patron on the $7 up, you're in the movie club, I will post a little earlier than this time uh, next for next month's episode with the theme and uh, what we're going to talk about. And if we'll have a guest or not, we'll see. If it's all turtles, we'll we'll just do that, I'm whatever. i tonight. I'm not even uh, around. <laughs> but anyway, thank movie. you to my guests. Thank, thank you for having us. Nick and Max. Folkman. This is great. Michael Huber. Uh, this is Reaction Shots. We are Easy Allies. Check us out on patreon.com slash easyallies, easyallies.com, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, everything. We do most of the video game stuff, but this is our movie one. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and watching. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you. We thank will you. see you next month. Yeah. Bye-bye.